is another episode of Talking With Myself featuring Skylar Hunt. And Bobby and Eva Bobby, all three of us are healthy and happy and together. Uh, Rich, we have gotten a social distancing exemption based on the fact that myself and Eva Bobby both live inside of Skylar's. You can say we live inside of his head. Metaphorically. Speaking, of course, you could say that. Yeah, that's a roundabout way of of saying that we're all okay. I mean, relatively, how how okay uh, is anybody's guess? Uh, this year has been an interesting year, especially considering the context of this podcast. Uh, in in that, I think we've all sort of learned a lot more about our own mental health and our own sanity and i mean not to mince words but like we're all a little crazy uh this year especially if not always and it's 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 interesting in that it's forcing us all to check in with ourselves or we go crazy and we cry during work yes Scarlett, did you did you have any work breakdowns did you lose your shit man in front of your friends and co-workers i've had you know tough moments like like anyone has bobby and i think that this is as good of a forum as any to talk about the fact that it's okay it's okay to to not always have it all figured out and to not always have your shit all together obviously this year you know the world i think what skylar's trying to say is that the world runs on duncan this has been a paid advertisement for duncan donuts otherwise known as just duncan because they don't really care if you know what you're duncan as long as you're duncan yes the most evil donuts in the world Especially ones you have tasted Krispy Kreme, which is decidedly less evil. This is uh, one of our podcast's famous uh, rambling tangents where we don't really achieve anything and, you know, five, ten minutes has flown by. That's kind of been like a great metaphor for this year. But the point is, I think that we've all learned that, I mean, it's okay to be human or maybe we're redefining what human means and it's no longer about being superhuman, uh, which our social media-driven society is constantly reinforcing the fact that everyone's looking great and doing awesome stuff. Even even when the world is shut down, you, what do you see on Instagram and, and the like? You see people like essentially making really delicious lemonade out of all the lemons, and even that makes you feel kind of bad. But I think it's okay to admit, not defeat, but to admit, you know, uh, imperfection to admit moments where you need reinforcement 
to admit moments where you're like, I, I know the expectation is to just stiff up her lip and move on and move forward. But sometimes you, you have to have an actual mental breakdown or sometimes you have to have a panic attack or sometimes you have to like weep uncontrollably during the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. I can't believe we haven't had a podcast in so long that we didn't talk about the Fresh Prince reunion and we didn't talk about how you cried like a three-year-old boy the whole time. It was so funny. Yes, I'm delighted at your sadness, Skylar. It was a fuel to me. It was like sustenance. Well, I mean, but, but even you, evil Bobby, you were making like that face when they talked about Uncle Phil, when they talked about James Avery. You were making that face like you you were trying to to trudge onwards. You were trying to destroy to display you know how little you were hurting. But I could see your lips quivering a little bit thinking about Uncle Phil. Well, he he's just such a good role model for for real. We really needed a father figure in the show. This has nothing to do with how evil I am. Stop looking at me that way. It's just its just a good example uh, of showing weakness being okay. And maybe weakness isn't the right word. Maybe it's showing characteristics that have traditionally been associated with weakness but are just part of the human experience. Like, if we weren't supposed to get sad or cry or, or have sort of being if we weren't supposed to be emotionally overwhelmed then why does it happen so easily i mean it, it's I, I don't think it's a demonstration at this point that you're like you know not a good person or not a good coworker or not a good friend if you got to cry your eyes out and you have if you have to talk about it i don't have that many friends in la i mean i've created the podcast talking with myself with our help but the point, the point being that, like, you just got to talk about it. I've, there are things that I think I've admitted or shared or expressed or discussed with clients at my job this year that I feel like would have been, I don't know, way too personal or way too uh, revelatory in past years. Like, now it's like, oh, if, if I can't create that sort of human connection with someone, then they're like a robot to me. Like what's the point of talking to anyone and, and withholding your humanity at this point? Wow. So we are already like 10 minutes into this podcast. Haven't even gotten off the first, I guess the first uh, agenda item, which is 2020 wrap up. So what are like the big notes about the year? It could be cultural. It could be political to show occasionally. Uh, scrapes up against the idea of politics. Uh, it could be personal for any of us. Uh, I know we've only done, I think, two episodes during the pandemic before today. Pandemic, the Jean Claude pandemic. It's it's a it's a disease that straddles two sixty mile an hour big rigs and does a split, proving once and for all that. Doing a split, hurting your junk as a man, totally fictional. Jean-Claude Van Damme threw that hearsay out at the window by doing that ad. But so what are you guys thinking? Like, what was what was 2020 to you guys? Uh, I don't care who's... Well, I 
Burger Crew since I'm the second build host and Eva Brother is the third build host. So, in 2020, it was a lot more watching cartoons, which I think you know is already, I really, li- I really like watching cartoons. And then, it was more watching cartoons, which was no complaints at the end there, which I guess is, I don't know if that's a Bible comment, I don't know if Joseph and Mary had complaints at the end, or if they were just like fine with the bale of hay, hay that they were sleeping on. But, but this year, it was cartoons and cartoons, and what else? Oh, I had to do remote learning, which is, it's pretty funny. It's you go, you're at home instead of going to school, and you just get to watch a TV show about school for like two hours a day. And if you annoy your mommy enough and you bother her enough while she's trying to be on radio calls all day and she's trying to make dinner and she's trying to keep your daddy from drinking too much or from hitting you with the belt. Bobby, I think I don't. you live here with me. You don't live with your parents. I don't understand the logic of that. You know, I'm just using some creative a paintbrush of my words to illustrate my point. But some of the other parts of the pandemic have been kind of nice, like refreshing. It's nice to not have to do some things if you don't want to do them. It's nice to stay in bed all day and watch CNN, which is this real scary show, which I've been addicted to. It's like Stranger Things a little bit. But I think that some things where we give ourselves a little bit more slack or we we are nicer to people or we keep our mean party words to ourselves sometimes because it's like why why be upset about that stupid little thing i hope that that stays uh, um well i'm getting schooled by a three-year-old on my own podcast yeah i I agree. I mean, for especially for an introvert, this year has kind of been interesting because it's shown you new possibilities of not participating that you never knew were possible. And I feel like pre-pandemic, I was going out, I want to say, once or twice a week. I'm not a big drinker at this point, but like, you know, just going out for a drink or two and socializing a bit, whether it being a date or whether it being hanging out with someone after work or, or like even almost using that hour between like the end of the work day and the beginning of your free time to kind of like go take a coworker out, have a conversation about work, but like kind of, you know, you're only like half working, but you're, you're still, it's still fruitful. I don't know. Like that, that kind of stuff I would do, but then it would come, you know, the weekend and I'd be so fried from work that often I wouldn't take advantage of the weekends fully. Like I'd play, you know, my pickup soccer team, I'd maybe do one thing like for two hours and then that would be it. And now I'm doing no things for zero hours and I'm doing nothing. And then the weekend comes and I'm still just kind of, I mean, even before we were told to stay at home full time, like when things were a bit milder, when the diseases were a bit milder, um, even then, like I could have gone to the beach like twice a weekend and like met up with friends outdoors like cons- I still didn't want to do it. Like I'm like a cactus. Just a little bit of water gets me through a lot of time, but like no water, zero water is like I think would even kill a cactus. 
I don't know. I'm not no astrobotanist. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. What else happened in 2020? So all the political shit has just been fucking bonkers. Like, I I feel like I've gotten gradually more politically aware every year since probably I left home uh, when I was a teenager, and it took me a long time to sort of come to my own conclusions and figure things out and and really understand what not participating in our political process what what the what the FOMO sort of cost is for well you did nothing and then the bad guys won and now you get to deal with all of the scenario possible scenarios of the bad guys winning for four years and we've just lived them but everyone now that listens to this podcast all nine of you uh understands that Joe Biden not only won an election where Republicans were constantly acting against democracy and constantly trying to make it so that only, you know, white people in a given area and a given swing area, only white people really can vote. I know that I'm tremendously oversimplifying all of that to make it just a concise bullet point of my podcast spiel about 2020 but like in spite of all of that in spite of trying to gerrymander in spite of trying to purge voter rolls like a week before the election in specifically black areas um joe biden beat the shit out of donald trump and yes donald trump got a lot of votes historically but joe biden like took a dump on that number so all of and then we're still dealing with it on January second. We're still dealing with idiots who are trying to say, or not idiots, uh, evil people who are trying to maintain power and wealth for themselves, or avoid uh, legal prosecutions for for past uh, crimes committed, whether it be campaign finance or rape. Uh, a lot of people want to stay out of jail, so a lot of people are doing whatever is possible, like rats on a sinking ship, to try and just make it so that they can keep their names clear for another couple of years. They're not clear, but keep, stay out of jail and keep uh, leeching money from people. Do you, do you want either of us to talk? Because you seem to be on like a really good roll. Like you seem to be in your sweet spot. Skyler, maybe you should go be on TV, talk about politics all the time. Like on CNN or... MSNBC or NBC or Hubble or Chris Matthews or Baseball or The Facts of Life or one of those shows where in the end you get to tell America what to think and how to feel. Doesn't that sound great, Skyler? Well, not really, Bobby. I know I know I do a podcast mostly as like a therapeutic public live journal of mental health. But I don't want to tell people what to think or what to feel, but there are some just basic principles and tenets and things about this country's existence that we've all agreed upon. Uh, and by living here, we agree upon them. And that's kind of where I have to draw the line. It's no longer my opinion has equal weight to yours and we're all people. Like, if you say something really stupid and if you actually act against the long-term stability of the United States of America being a democratic republic, which I think it should be moving closer to a democracy because 
Clearly, electoral votes is a stupid and archaic process, but I, I, I'm no longer holding back. I'm no longer telling idiots, yeah, it's okay to be an idiot, or even just by silently saying nothing. I'm no longer complicit with it. I'm, I this year have started to speak out against stupidity, against what I perceive to be evil or unfair treatment of other people that aren't me. Uh, so yeah, that pretty big 2020 point to, to update on. Yeah, it was really funny, and I definitely think you should keep calling your podcast a comedy podcast. It, it's not at all becoming a bit of you being up your boat, Skyla. Thank you, Bobby. I, I totally agree. Um, Tom Hanks is still alive. Oh, yes. He was like the patron saint of COVID-19 is a real thing. Yeah, like once... Tom Hanks got it this year. I think that's when everyone knew to take it seriously because Captain Phillips don't fuck around. Yeah, he's also Buzz Lightyear. Oh no, is he Woody? He's Woody, and it's Tim Allen that is Buzz Lightyear. It's so crazy because because Tom Hanks was in Apollo 13, which makes you think about Buzz Lightyear, but it's not the same character, and it's a different movie. Yes, and Apollo 13 is super evil as well. That's why I watched it so many times. Why do you consider Apollo 13 to be evil? Because it's so boring. (laughs) After the first time you see it and you know how it ends, that it cures a certain percentage of the audience with boredom. They die of boredom. It's like watching The Ring. Oh, let's... Your opinion. And my opinion. Uh, The Tiger King is still in jail, which is interesting because the world's most famous pet owner, I would qualify him as, I dare say, um, he's been in jail since his documentary came out, uh, which if you know you're going to jail and Netflix is like, hey, we just wanted to possibly film the the downfall of your life and turned it into like a drama documentary documentary a drama drama doc a drama that sounds like something i would take to not get sick on an airplane he had two servings of drama doc and he he was able to arrive i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that but the tiger king has besieged besought basuk uh, President Trump to give him a pardon from jail and so far I think President Trump hasn't which is funny because he's pardoned everybody else uh, every other criminal naysayer or a wrongdoer but yet Carol Baskin still walks free and shortly after that was on Dancing with the Stars now I don't want to call into question the program but one would argue if Carol Baskins is a participant, is it dancing and are they stars? Those are my two big questions. I feel like she she's kind of, uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know what she is. But basically she's not good and she's bad and she's on a TV program. And I feel like that makes the TV program not good and bad. Anyway, um... 
So big thing from this year was for for someone who in the years prior to 2020 was probably going to two movie theater movies a month, maybe maybe three if there was a lot of good things to see, but let's let's call it two. Uh there's been like not only have there been like no movies, the few that have come out have been kind of bad and I've also because they've been kind of bad and I'm not in a captive movie theater environment if the movie's not great, 15 minutes in, it's like life is precious. So I'm switching over to rewatching Futurama or some other show that I've watched three or four times through. And I'm, I'm, it's just what, what happened to all of the, the feature film release dates? Like everyone is way, all right. So let's talk this through. Bobby. Yes. I've just been sitting here patiently waiting for this to become a conversation. Well, I, I'm doing my best, Bobby. I guess you know what we did talk about this at length, so I'd like to not reopen up the the live journal. But uh, there there were so many movies that were supposed to come out this year, and they, they delayed the date until next year. Which you'd understand they 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 want the the movies to come out at a time when people will go see them in theaters so they they'll get all of their money and movie theaters right now are getting zero money which you know maybe maybe it's kind of a sign of the times that like maybe regular movie theaters die out and it becomes more like a cheaper broadway show where you like go and you sit in specialty seating and it's like like an ipic like maybe ipics and alamo draft homes are going to become the future of of watching movies like that's just a guess uh, because there's a lot of old crappy theaters that aren't doing a lot of business anyway, and then you know COVID probably just slammed the door shut on them coming back. But then the big question that I have is that next year, what happens? Or not next year? I guess it's January, whatever. Now, so this year, so this year, let's say seven months from now, all these movies start coming out. What about the movies that were? already slated for that time slot like is every movie forever just like on a one-year delay for like like being out of sync with like a zoom call or something like like will the movies that were supposed to debut in 2020 debut in 2021 pushing the 2021 movies to 2022 or is it just going to be like for for a few months there's just like an insane number of movies to pick from and we're going to go from seeing no movies for like a year and a half to seeing like one a week because there will be so much good stuff to see or will all the movies that were already shot and edited come out, you know, when they come out and then we're just going to see a lot less movies because of how expensive they are to create and how if theaters aren't like a key component of the, I guess the movie life cycle, like what does that do for movies? Does it change movies in the way that like Napster changed music like musicians became a lot more about getting money from touring and getting money from branding so you got to wonder will will this open the door for brands to like further take over movies uh, these are these are the tough questions that i think we need a podcast to get to the bottom of and i think we're doing it i think there will be so many movies that there will be that we will start using movies as our currency and your trade movies 
in exchange for bottles of water and can canteens can containers of oxygen on an arrows of canteens. But I think this is the beginning of the end, Skyler, when movies and movie theaters no longer have value. What holds value? That is a very dark movie hypothesis evil bobby and i don't but i don't have an answer for you i don't think that movie theaters sucking financially or the beginning of the end for everything but i mean it does make you wonder like a year from now let's say a full year from now let's say everyone's vaccinated or ev almost everyone is and we're back at we're in offices we're we're doing normal we're going to bars we're eating in restaurants it's mostly like it was before you still have a lot of people wearing masks as they go around or on public transportation or whatnot but like largely we're back to normal but like what things won't come back i personally thought it would be cruise ships but someone recently told me that like cruise ships make insane amounts of money even this year somehow which i don't understand how that's even mathematically possible considering what people are willing to do and not willing to do. And, but like, what will, what else will go away? Like, will my doctor only want to check in with me on the phone unless something's bad? Um, will, will I flock back or will we flock back to grocery stores? Cause I've been avoiding grocery stores all year around because that to me seems like about as good of a place to get sick as this, as a kindergarten. Um, but what else will be different? We don't know. I think that uh, Quibi will still be dead. So that's that. Um, what else? Oh, sports stuff. Uh, Manchester United, my my love, the love of my life, has been, you know, up and down as they've been for the last almost decade. But they're finally getting good now, which has a dramatic impact on my self-esteem and personal self-worth and vision of self. Which, you know, if they if they keep doing this, maybe uh, maybe 2021 will be happy just by default because of how intertwined Manchester United and my happiness are together. Do you, what do you do? You, what about the baseball? I remember we were we watching baseball games together last year, Scarlett. I haven't really watched baseball this year uh mostly because when they brought the league back during covid it just all of the back and forth around like the owners want to spend zero dollars and they'd rather there be no season because it's all about money to the, like just all of that all the owners trying to sc screw the players out of contracts that the owners signed knowing that there are risks like this in life and now they just wanted to weasel out of it. The same owners that, you know, largely have had the public pay for their stadiums, uh, funded through, you know, grants or buy-offs from local towns and cities. Uh, and then when they did have baseball, it's like everyone's constantly, like it just didn't, it didn't feel real. It felt like it was a summer of, of like training camp. It didn't, it, even when they came to the playoffs and all that, and like I tried to watch, I just felt like it didn't count. Like what is a 60 game baseball season when everything is statistics and comparing this year with previous years and comparing that team with previous teams and comparing this pitcher's season with like it, what, he was even better or he's in decline or whatever. It just felt like all of that went out the window. And then all of just the like selfish shitty behavior. I don't know. 
I, it feels like maybe because soccer is more European and Europe other than Sweden uh, and I guess the UK to some extent, but like has, has largely handled it better than any American sports teams have. I mean, I heard that the NBA was doing a good job of their bubble, but like just, just the, the attitudes in these countries are typically better. So maybe that means that the players haven't been treated as poorly or as like livestocky the way that American baseball owners treat players. I, I don't know. We could talk about this for, for days, but the, the Yankees also uh, didn't, didn't do great. It feels like they've had this like championship window for like the last two seasons this season maybe next year but it's starting the team isn't going to be as good next year as they were the past two or three years so it feels like the window's already closing they uh, the Yankees are masters of edging and that they like get really good and get really close and then they just walk away right when it's time to win um what else oh um this is a real personal thing but uh, a bunch of people have left my company that I work at this year, some due to a sad uh, COVID layoff that happened right towards the beginning of the year, uh, miss, you know, just about all of those people all the time, think about them a lot. Um, but then, you know, as, as happens during a, a regular year anyway, uh, colleagues move on, they get other opportunities. And my one coworker, Bianca, who she, as an art director that I worked with often, we weren't partnered up, but we were partnered up on lots of projects together. She is someone that, you know, I always have liked, but just this year, uh, I don't know. She's just one of the people I got to know a lot better having to video chat with her, like probably two thirds of every day for a year. And she left to go work at Chipotle. And so she's working at Chipotle now, making all this cool Chipotle stuff. They're one of our, clients already which is nice but like i just miss my coworker. i know it sounds like not that big of a deal when juxtaposed with all of the intense emotional stuff that's happened this year with all of the the sadness with the fact that i don't know it it, it feels like anything that i would complain about or express grief over it all feels trivial and it all feels like However bad I've had it, I can think of five people I know and millions of people I don't know that have had it worse, a lot worse. But but like I said earlier in the podcast, just being more honest feelings now uh, and how I feel. And I miss Bianca a lot uh, for, for the fact that our days now are so simplistic and we only get to really see a little bit of each other that contact is digital, but it like, I don't know in some senses, as much as I might not want to do anything ever, like I'd, in some sense, I, it, it means even more to me, the amount of social contact that I do get. And I don't know. I've never, I've, I've not never I've been devastated when coworkers have left. Like when, when I first moved to LA and Bobby wasn't coming with me, it was sad. Yeah, but like, you didn't seem that upset like Bianca is getting her own segment of the podcast. But you didn't even tell anyone you like me in Brooklyn at first. And you just were like, here, find something else to do. Everybody hires three-year-old podcast hosts. But you did nothing. 
But I knew you were going to come out and join me. I mean, once I cleared it with your parents and got them to understand this wasn't a weird, creepy thing. Yeah, of course. It's not weird or creepy at all. Nobody that listens to this podcast would suggest that. But, but it feels like you're giving Bianca a lot of credit and a lot of real estate on what is a vehicle channel for a media empire or something that I heard you say once on the phone. But that, and it's, I guess it's that she, I, I do miss her that much. And you'll notice by the number of actual shout outs that I've given real people on this podcast, I think it's Bianca, like one girl I went on a date with once, which was really dumb. It was a dumb, cheap way to give away a podcast shout out. And then my mom who appears on the show all the time, you know, as a, as a character lo- loosely based on her, uh, that is way worse and louder and whinier than any real mom is. But, but yeah, so it, I don't know. Where else am I going to put this if it's not in my podcast? That is a very valid point, Scott. You got me there. Um, all right. Uh, so that's that's more or less our 2020 uh, wrap-up. A lot more stuff happened. A lot of video games were played. A lot of diets were begun and ended and re-begun again. Um, but we're going to take an ad break. Uh, a first, Our first ever real ad for a real thing on this show. Uh, so I'll uh, talk to you in a moment. The following is a paid advertisement from Netflix and Ben and Jerry's. Are you tired of rhetorical questions from hotline commercials? Hi, I'm Wanda Sykes. Lately, it feels like humanity is a big socked foot and 2020 is the wet puddle we all didn't expect. It can only be described as hot sauce in your neti pot, hair on your tongue but can't get rid of it. The Punchline Hotline is here to help. Think of how good it will feel to laugh again. (laughs) What the hell are you waiting for? Gotta say, this is a... A real breakthrough moment for this podcast. An actual real ad on this actual real podcast. I mean, I'm proud. I'm pretty proud. I mean, I didn't do anything, but I feel generally pretty proud, I would say. That, that, and that comes across, uh, Bobby. You're, you, you radiate and glow pride. Well, thank you. That's just such a sweet thing to say. Please say more things like that more frequently, Skyler. Thank you. I, I, I'll try, Bobby. This is a year of all about honesty. Uh, all right. So we've got uh, a, a guest that is joining us for the show that visited us once before uh, towards the beginning of the pandemic. He's a doctor, uh, Dr. Hans Fluger. Uh, I re- if you remember last time we were on the show, he was trying to give us his his own prescribed uh, coronavirus tips and and trying to help us understand the disease. But some of his thoughts and theories were maybe a bit out there, a bit non traditional. Uh, and but he's but he's back, and we're gonna we're gonna see if his thoughts have evolved as more information has come to light. And we'd like to welcome. Back to talking to myself, Dr. Hans Fluger. Ah, yes, willkommen. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. It is I, Dr. Hans Fluger. I uh, just wanted to join you today to talk to you about some of the things I have learned from the internet. Well, uh, I'm 
so you haven't really evolved much at all is what we're finding out that you're still using the deep dark corners of the internet to inform the advice that you give as a doctor is that what you're saying yeah like what what i have learned skylar is that if you can make money doing something and you're able to do it and the government does not want to stop you then why don't you just keep doing it that's what i have learned uh, and the advice or advice as i should say is that if you can do something and you feel no immediate penalty you should just keep doing it you should do whatever you want i feel like i know more people who have done whatever they want this pandemic that have survived than any other group so i feel like if you do what you want your survival rate will go shoot through the moon shoot shoot through the roof i guess you would say i i am honestly startled by that dr fluger i i feel like i shouldn't be knowing knowing what you told our uh, our fine listeners last last time you were on the show that uh, the coronavirus came from a bat that drank a corona beer that got close to some 5g i believe is what it was Ah, yes, but that was silly. We, we've learned so much since then. Of course I was not correct. Of course, of course, Skyla, my point. I believe that we have learned so much since then that my new predictions are going to be way, way more accurate. For example, I think the coronavirus now, I'm starting to think it came from China. Well, uh, of course you think it came from China, Dr. Fluger. It was originally called the China virus by our beloved president. Ah, yes, but that was just politic before. Now I think it actually may have come from the Chinese region of Wuhan. I, I am willing to go out on a limb and willing to put my good name on the line to tell you, I think it came from Wuhan. And in Wuhan, it was some bats drinking a Chinese Corona, which is very different. And also, they were near some 5G. So that is that is how coronavirus came about. Cor cor coronavirus is what you just said. Skylar, I don't think that you are focusing on the most important parts. You, you are more preoccupied with mine grammar then you are with surviving the disease. So I think that if you are, are going to have a fighting chance, I think you should start doing whatever the fuck you want right now. And I, I think that it, uh, also maybe if you uh, had an apple per day, that would keep me at some distance, Skylar. So uh, that is all I wanted to say. I don't have uh, much else to plug. But that is it. I just wanted to stop by and say hi from your local Dr. Fluger. Well, Dr. Fluger, you're, I'm glad that your visit is going to be brief, but I still feel like you've further added more disinformation into what's already a, a, a pretty confusing maelstrom of, of lies and fabrications. And it's part of what's causing our response to this pandemic to be slower than we would like. 
Well, aren't you little Mr. Know-it-all poopy pie patty cake pants, aren't you? Now, I never said I was a poopy pie patty cake pants, Dr. Fluger. I feel like you're jumping to conclusions. I I just think that you your position is one where you have a lot more responsibility than maybe you're admitting. And it's not just... Uh, another job you're almost like you have the same sort of responsibility as a teacher or, or an elected official um and i and i and i think that you're doing a disservice to your peers this is all that's all i that's all i'm thinking well skylar i would say you're doing a disservice to your peers too but you sound like every other shit podcast that i have ever heard including the mark Marin, which you are just reaping off his formula really wow that well, thank you, Dr. Fluger, for joining us, and uh, maybe we'll have you back again. I would love to be back. Yes, so I will talk to you another time. Goodbye, Skyla and Bobbies. Goodbye, we really didn't say anything, but yeah, you, you were a person, and you were on a podcast. Congratulations. What a big success for you. Uh, yes, and keep doing the good work you're doing to make sure this disease stays around for a long, long time. Uh, uh, yeah, I will. Choose. Ciao. As the last segment of our show, uh, it's a little late, it's a couple days late, but Satan uh, of Satan's Movie House, a frequent contributor to the podcast, wanted to join us for a little holiday caroling. So, take it away, Satan. Hey, Skylar. It's really nice to be here. Uh, I know I'm a bit more of a bass vocalist, but I figured it'd be fun to hear what would happen if I sang some Christmas carols, so take it away. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Satan is commanding, you know. I'm making a list and checking it twice. I'm gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Satan is commanding, you know. I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I know if you've been bad or good, so don't do either of those things. You better watch out, you better not cry, because America tells you what to do as a guy. Satan is commanding you now. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you recall the most famous angel of all? Satan, the fallen angel, used to live in heaven, you know. Why doesn't anyone believe me? I used to live up there, I insist. All the other angels never really quite caught on. They never talked to Satan, because they were super mean. But God knows that they were mean, and instead he said, Satan, you're an evil guy, you've gone to hell now, don't ask why. 
all of the other angels used to make fun of me. Nobody asks why Satan is such a pissy person to invite to the party. It's because of angels and their cruelty. it could turn out because Satan's voice drops things two octaves and that makes it really hard to match up silent night holy night Everyone just laughs and says, Bobby, evil Bobby, you're so funny. But why can't I just be myself? Just once for this this holiday season, for any holiday season. I just want being Skylar to be enough. Well, you've really kind of shot yourself in the foot by making this podcast kind of a big joke about your state of mental health and well-being. Amen. This has been really fun. A blast. Just the evilest of times, I do say. And I I agree. I just wanted to wish to our our small laughable group of listeners, friends, families, families. I don't have any families. I have just the one. Uh, but also just wanted to say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to everyone, Happy New Year, and May. The months ahead 
be much better for everyone and give us much more uh, lighthearted podcast fodder. So happy 2021 to everyone. <laughs>